The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, hey everyone. My name is Peyton. Welcome back to Note to Self. Thursdays are my favorite days of the week now to just get these episodes out. I also love when everyone says like Thursdays my favorite day of the week, though Hot Mess, Alex Earl's new podcast comes oh, yeah. out on Thursdays. And when I saw that, I was like, fuck <laughs> 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 my life. God damn it. <laughs> um, anyway, I, what I would do on a Thursday is like a note to self moment because it's kind of calm. Yeah. And then like go to the hot mess yeah. of it all and maybe throw in a true crime podcast. There's one I love called Creeps and Crimes that also comes out on Thursdays. Oh, nice. Fun, cute. Maybe kind of get a good variety of everything. Yeah. Thursdays is the podcasting day. Unfortunately for me, that's the one I chose as well. <laughs> but I'm sitting here with Emma Brooks. Emma, can you introduce yourself to the audience for those of them who don't know you? Yes. Hi, everyone. My name's Emma Brooks. I'm from Louisiana. I've been living in LA for three years now. I'm a content creator and I do a lot of fashion stuff. I love to talk about books love mm-hmm. books okay love mental health and just a very short yeah version. you're like I, i'm a content creator I, yeah i feel like there's so much i mean if you people really want to know more about you, you can just like go on social media now that's the thing where they can just like type in emma brooks on tiktok and they can find pretty much everything they would like to see i guess yeah especially your book content i would say like i was looking at your youtube videos about books and i like oh. how you did like an interesting take on fashion week because usually if you go on YouTube and you see or fashion month mm-hmm. you see a very particular type of content and kind of everyone does the same thing because everyone's yeah. going the same place and of course it's everyone's perspective but I like how you talked about what you were reading during fashion month I thought that was really cool that's very nice of <laughs> you I'm like gonna get flustered I love that no I really it honestly I mean filming that video also helped me read more during yeah it forces you so yeah because mm-hmm. and which is what I was like hoping to kind of get out of it because during that month it's so um just a lot's happening it's very yeah. chaotic and mm-hmm. like that is like reading has become something so grounding for me so I I actually read so much that month and I typically don't read that many books but I read like four or five books in a month. month yeah oh okay so I haven't read a full book and probably like I don't know a year a year and a half hey that's okay you listen to podcasts which i think is like kind of like the audible version it of is like a book in a way but you know what the thing with books is and i just did an episode on practicing patience and like specific ways mm-hmm. i'm trying to force myself to be patient yeah. there's something so grounding like you say about like sitting there with a physical book not even like a kindle or anything like that which i've been moving around a little bit and we i did so like in the past couple of years so like mm-hmm bringing my books with me was annoying. So I did get a Kindle, but it's not the same. Like sitting there with a book, maybe annotating and just taking time to actually focus on the words because I'm also the person that will speed through a page and be like, I have no idea what's happening. That's also (laughs) happened to me. The hell? And then you go back. Yeah, you you go back and it forces you to slow down when you actually read. So like I like audiobooks, but I consider it kind of cheating because I'm just like, I know what I'm doing. And that's me being impatient and wanting to like do other things while I'm listening. Yeah. Which means I'm inherently not listening as much. <laughs> yeah. So it's cool that you can like, one, find time and like prioritize the time. Cause again, I'm always like, I don't have time for this. And then I'm like, okay, no, you do have time. Just stop getting on Pinterest and scrolling TikTok forever. Yeah. Like reading really, I mean, just even 30 minutes a day. 
Perfect. And like I even at night is whenever I read the most. Okay. And like I like my boyfriend, he hates this, but Mm -hmm. I will tell him good night, but it's not actually good night. It's like I'm putting my phone down and I'm reading for like two hours every night. Two hours. I read for a long time. I read for long. Like, but it's because I get invested into my books because I like I like fiction Mm -hmm. and it's like just the ability to kind of like escape the world, I guess, Mm -hmm. like and not really even think about myself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I read fiction novels that still make me think about myself, but I'm like not like deep diving into the philosophy of why my trauma is coming out the way that it does. It's not so intense. Yeah, Yeah, I I would love to be into self-care books and Mm self-help books and reading about all of that it's just i just don't think i'm in the mental space yeah to do do that that right now so like i love reading just fiction Mm -hmm. for now and then sometimes i'll read like i just read this book called lapvona which was super bizarre what's it called otessa it's called lapvona okay you know i mean otessa Mm -hmm. mosfinga Mm -hmm. and she actually has a movie coming out called eileen with anne hathaway okay that's coming out this year it's called eileen Mm -hmm. and she did lapvona my year of rest and relaxation and like she just like is super it's just super disturbing like that book in general was like super disturbing and like just there's no real like concept as to what it what it means but like you can like interpret it into many different ways however you want yeah religion yourself like how brutal like people are like it's so so you're like kind of deep diving into yourself but like also not the same time not really not real because you can get lost in the story of it all yeah i do think so i fell in love with modern american literature which Mm -hmm. i think my year of rest and relaxation was calling to me because it reminds me of the literature i like to read which Mm -hmm. is like Kurt Vonnegut-esque where it's like it does mean something there is a story but like Kurt Vonnegut uses a bunch of like literary devices to like prove certain points and I'm like I just love like the artistry of it all yeah versus maybe a coherent story sometimes yeah so I don't read a lot of things with coherent stories but I also to read something like literature based like that sometimes I think I need to be in the right zone because I'm like you're supposed to pay attention yeah because there's like things there's like little tools being used and like repetition is being used like all the stuff that's supposed to mean something and if I'm just like laying in bed and tired I'm not gonna like be studying it (laughs) yeah I mean even with like fantasy like I'm reading um have you heard of fourth wing I've heard of it's this like because, very popular right yeah, now. I feel like a lot of I have a lot of friends in my life that like to read yeah. fantasy. Yeah. And like Fourth Wing, the second book just came out called Iron Flame. And like I feel like Rebecca Yaros, the author, like she is inserting her opinions on like things that are happening in the mod in like our modern day world. Yeah. And like it's commentary on just like things that we experience in life life, but putting it in the Story. setting of this fantasy yeah. world. And it's just like like using very like fictionalized like dragons to like yeah. compare it to like society mm-hmm. or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that and so it's interesting to like like as you're reading like you're not like too you're just like noticing those like parallels things, but like yeah. you're not well like, that's the art of it like yeah, that's one of those things that. like I think I overdosed on self-care books and the, the beginning of my 20s so I think that I had to like stop because I just needed to stop like trying to optimize myself yeah because again I think what you, what you said is like the fiction kind of takes you out of yourself whereas self help like puts you like it makes you almost like you're going to therapy but not in a way that's like being monitored by a professional like you need to be like (laughs) having those conversations with your therapist not like reading a book from like Jordan Peterson who's like you know very can come off and like 
very misogynistic ways. And then you read this book and you're like, okay, we'll need to be like this. Like, it's like, consider the source one, two, let's not do therapy in a book. Sometimes I think there's some self-help is great, but like, I just, I needed to stop doing that. Yeah. Um, very much. So I like that you're, that's one great way to put it, that the fiction books take you out of yourself, but you're still kind of like, I mean, it's like any like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah you are learning about life. It is like a, a, there's a ton of metaphor involved and all of that. So yeah. like you are still helping yourself and educating yourself in a way. Yeah. And I mean, even like, like one of the first books that really got me into it, like was in high school and I read The Alchemist. Yes. It was like that book it has a storyline. It's like yes. not real, but it's like, there's so many just like, there's so much philosophy in it. Mm-hmm. And like, you're just like reading about it, but there's just like, it's out of this world. It's out of its element. And it's yeah. just like super enjoyable to read or, animal by lisa tadeo is uh-huh. all about the female rage and like that yeah. was like really nice to read just like for something to relate to and be like mm-hmm. oh somebody else is thinking this way i need to read animal you, i have not read it yet it is really good okay. and it was just super it was just super comforting to read like yeah. as a woman because like i feel like i am in my head so much sometimes i feel like i'm crazy but then mm-hmm. reading that there's another person out there that is thinking the same way I am it's just like super nice and like comforting like Mm -hmm. even if it's just like talking about the intrusive thoughts that you have as a woman or like what you want to do versus what you actually do yeah or what you are you feel like you should do yeah kind of thing oh I'm a a pillar of note to self is feminine rage (laughs) (laughs) like Josh is over there like "Mm, it is (laughs) and I and I I was like I felt like I feel like I carry so much anger within Mm -hmm. my body but I never Like I never. Well, we all have it, yeah. so we. It's nice to like read about it and be like, and almost identify it as that. Like at yeah. first, it's kind of like almost like an antsiness, or like it's just like so deep. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? I knew that they were doing this, or I, I think that they were doing this at the end of Game of Thrones. I don't know if you watched it when. Didn't. So basically, Khaleesi, Daenerys Targaryen is like yeah. the almost like a Christ figure ish in the movie. Like she's like very. I guess it's not that. I guess Jon Snow was, but she's very like very promising for the world. She's going to like free all the slaves and, you know, all of the lands and she's going to do all these amazing things. And Mm -hmm. she works towards this for like eight seasons of all of Game of Thrones. And then at the end, sorry, this is like a little bit of a spoiler for anyone. She kind of goes crazy and she gets like, the rage kind of consumes her and the rage that she's been staving off and staving off and staving off and being the bigger person and being the bigger person in this world of men. She ends up like doing so so much good and then she ends up like burning everything to the ground and that's like a metaphor i've seen for female rage is it just simmers and simmers and simmers but it's so powerful when you're like it actually erupts that it's not like you know a man getting in a in a fight in an alleyway it's like scary (laughs) like female rage is terrifying (laughs) it's terrifying (laughs) so this whole thing all the visuals are like she like literally obliterates an entire city after she's been like amazing like just been this like angel like on earth like a true hero yeah until the very end and then wow. something happens that it just sets her off and she just goes ham okay Damn. and i thought like when i was watching that it took me a little while to be like wow that's like people did not not like the ending but i'm like that's like female rage to me that's me that's my interpretation yeah. of it is like all of this happened and she was so angelic and she was like married off as a virgin and you see that whole story unfold and it's just like now she's like the queen and also just like fuck everyone <laughs> i'm done i'm done playing by the rules i'm sick of it which i love but i think in fantasy like we're talking about there's so much you can learn about yourself but it's not yeah. necessarily about you so it's a little bit easier and yeah lighter. and that's what i like so like i just i 
I love to read and like mm-hmm. I love to escape and like learn. And like that's another thing I like try to do different genres and keep myself like spread out so I yeah. don't like focus on one thing. Like fantasy is something that I do really love, but yeah. like um murder mysteries and like mm-hmm. psychological thrillers and just general fiction like what you know tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow i've heard of it never read yeah it, like it's a really great book but like uh-huh. it came out it's been very popular this year like lessons in chemistry just like ha- like i love just yeah everything under okay. that realm um so what would you say let's say someone's wanting to get into reading and mm-hmm. like because again like let's say i want to be a reader i'm going from the self-help of it all yeah into starting to read. I'm not a huge fantasy person. And I say that being a person that named my dog after Game Game of Thrones, my college (laughs) dog, also like lived and died by Lord of the Rings, which we can actually talk about in a second. But I I was obsessed with those two, you know, Mm. series. Yeah. But I'm not as into fantasy anymore. Yeah. So, okay, if you're talking to me, if you're like, this is what you should read if you're getting into reading as a woman in her, I mean, I'm in, I'm 29, so I'll, I'm still in my 20s. Yeah. Well, I'm in my you're, 20s. You're in my- <laughs> the audience is all in their, mostly in their 20s too. So what are some books that you've read that you're like, I feel like they're easy to digest and we'll get you into it. I feel like two of the ones I just said was like Lessons in Chemistry, which mm-hmm. is just like so fantastic. And like they just came out with a series with Brie Larson. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and then Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow I think is very important. Mm-hmm. The Silent Patient, which is mm-hmm. a psychological thriller by Alex okay. Michaelides. It's very popular, super great. Like, it's not too thick, like, super digestible. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. And then I would say for a good romance, like, just, like, good romance, mm-hmm. I would say the person that really got me back into reading was Taylor Jenkins Reid. Love. Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Daisy Jones and the Six. Uh-huh. Those two books, I think, would be great for any, like, mm-hmm. person that's just, like, trying to get back into reading. I think Daisy um, Jones and the Six was... No, Seven Husbands. I like that one the best for sure. Yeah, that's my... I read that one. I did Daisy Jones and then I did Malibu Rising. Yeah. And I feel like I love... I love Seven Husbands the most because it's one gave me a twist that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. And it is a book that like kind of restarted me on wanting to read again. That's... So you're uh, right. She was the like... I went through like three different authors mm-hmm. and she was the last one that really, really like set it off for me to like get back into yeah yeah reading and i seven husbands is probably like my all-time favorite from her but then mm-hmm. i did the daisy jones and malibu rising as yeah. well did you like malibu rising i didn't hate it but i also was just like yeah it's a like a nice beach read or something yeah. like it wasn't something that i like i think it was kind of supposed to be more fucked up honestly and i didn't like read it like that <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. seven husbands was like exactly what it needed to be in I my opinion it. and i think it's nice to read it like while living in la like it mm-hmm. kind of like just romanticizes it in a way that's yeah. like not detrimental to your mental health like yeah. i'm not romanticizing la like in real life mm-hmm. like it's <laughs> well it's also this so different now like oh yeah like, like that is not... modern los angeles is yeah. not like old hollywood glamour like that's like the the nostalgia of it all yeah you know what i mean it's obviously so different now but i feel like also i wish i could have like lived at that time and like seen it you know what i mean i would have loved to be a fly on the wall i think exactly i think i would have hated to experience it because Mm -hmm. obviously it was really messed up like the entire book she's like i ate an almond (laughs) yeah for breakfast and i had a cigarette and i'm like well yes i need more than that but i would love to like just like to have I just would have loved to like seen it from like a mm-hmm. fly's point of view mm-hmm. or something or been like someone's cat. Yeah. No, I'm sure. And also we look back at it with such we glamorize it for sure. Oh, for sure. And when you know it was like 
especially for women and then you think about it horrible. a little bit <laughs> then you think about it a little bit more and you're like, like too well, much yeah and you're like well no maybe not yeah. i actually wouldn't like want to live in any other time than now no because i, feel I don't like, know i mean i was also born in 93 and so like the early 2000s because of the age that i was so yeah. like i was seven going into it and then 17 leaving like you know tw- 2000s and that was like such a blissful time in life i guess yeah you know so yeah. it's easy to be nostalgic about it as a child i miss being a kid <laughs> yeah like, I miss i'm like do i miss that or do i miss yeah like being in high school yeah sometimes. like i think i miss like the nostalgia of like like for example like christmas when you're yeah. in middle school and mm-hmm. like we have like like all of the toys and like it's the last day and you're waiting to get picked up. Well, like I'm so that. excited. Yeah. And like, you're not thinking, well, I've always been stressed my entire life. I don't know why I stress <laughs> myself out since day one, but I, understand. I think like you're not worrying about taxes and like I have to form yeah. an LLC literally when I get home and I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this. And yeah. like you're not thinking about these things. No, definitely. And like I, I wanted to be an adult so bad Same. whenever I was young and like Same. I think there's so many people out there that wish that they were older and like had the the freedom of being older, but now I'm just, I'm tired. Yeah. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this, but I also, I don't know. Like I, it's, it's, I'm tired right now. And I'm like, how does everyone do it for like, if I'm 30, like, I don't know, 50 more years. How do people do it forever? Like Like, I do 50 more years. (laughs) How do people like live? If we're lucky, we do it for 50 more years or 60 more years. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I I don't know about it. I just want to be my cat. I want to be <laughs> I and then if reincarnation is real, like yeah. whatever is yes. going on in the next uh-huh. life, I would love to be I would love to be a cat, like a domestic cat yeah. or dog and I, I would love to, to sleep be all day. a pet of someone really famous who's obsessed with their dog. So like yeah. it's like one of those ones that like flies on planes and yeah. like does all the things. That's what I want to be. I want to be one of the Have you seen like the guy that travels with like his Scottish folds? Yes. Like I want to be a backpack cat. Yes, and or um that guy with uh, the golden retriever Nala, and he does the stomps. Have you seen that no, guy? No, and they literally that. go to some of the most beautiful hikes and places. Is and, this on TikTok? Yeah. Are you on pet TikTok? Like, do you watch a lot of animal I, TikToks? I do. I find They're myself so a lot. I find myself on interspecies relationship animal TikToks, mm. not like sexual relationships. <laughs> I was like, hmm, I've not heard that genre before. <laughs> I mean, like besties yeah so it's like a, it's like a cow and then like a chicken sitting yeah, on the yeah, cow yeah. and then like they're, they're hanging really out cute. yeah i'm obsessed with that i've been on cow talk a lot recently like people like just chilling with cows yeah in fields did you see they're the one really that was like sweet. the emotional support cow and the woman was like you can get basically you can get cuteness aggression where you want to squeeze the shit out of it oh i have that it's bad. a cow so it doesn't hurt it yes i saw so she's that. like squeezing the face and then she gets that. on it and like squeeze yeah oh my that's God. what i i get really bad cute aggression mm-hmm. and I don't really know what that I want to know where cute aggression like really comes from. Same. Because I feel like it shouldn't. I, feel I like bet it, it would shouldn't. be easy for us to Google it at some point. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. <laughs> well, we'll figure it out one day. <laughs> I'd really like to know that one. I get the cuteness aggression. You're like, you want to eat something. Oh. So I like look at Winnie today. And like, of course, I talk to her like it's just us in my apartment. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want to take you and like eat you for breakfast on my avocado toast yeah and i'm just like that makes sense like a scrambled winnie <laughs> i like i like my body tenses and like yeah sh- like, like it's, it's bad yeah. i used to i got it with my little sister mm-hmm. we're really close when she was younger like i just would she was just so yeah cute, and, and like tiny. i would just like 
shaker and then she'd yeah. be like stop stop this hurts physically <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry you're just so cute and then i learned self-control yeah now we're good now we're no longer shaking babies <laughs> we're good to go yeah today's episode is brought to you by the natural diamond council did you know that you can tell the difference between a laboratory grown diamond and a natural diamond Laboratory-grown diamonds are mass-produced in factories in just a few weeks and are easily detected due to their distinct patterns. On the other hand, natural diamonds are over a billion years old and support the livelihoods of over 10 million people worldwide. The positive impact of natural diamonds is widespread. Around 80% of the value of every rough diamond remains in local communities and supports infrastructure, healthcare, education, and environmental protection. So next time you're thinking of celebrating a special moment in your life, Remember that your natural diamond also protects vulnerable wildlife species and brings prosperity to many less fortunate communities around the world. For more information, visit naturaldiamonds.com. And just so you'll know, the diamond industry has undergone significant positive transformation over the past 20 plus years. To learn more about these stringent ethical standards, commitment to sustainability, and progress of the modern diamond mining industry, visit naturaldiamonds.com forward slash thank you. Welcome Welcome to to Barely Barely Filtered, hosted by us. I'm Aurora Culpo, star of the HBO Max show, The Culpo Sisters. Don't tell my sisters I said so. I'm a recently divorced mom of two living in Los Angeles with my ex-husband. I'm part granola mom, part glamorous jet setter. I'm Kristen Gaffney, also a mom, a startup nerd who modeled for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit and the founder and CEO of Super True. I always like to microdose my coffee before I hit up carpool. Welcome to Barely Filtered, our safe space. (laughs) Here, we discuss health and wellness, becoming a grown-ass woman, and what's going on in this crazy world. And while we don't agree on everything, we do agree on this. We We want want you to to live your best best life. So you're on cow talk. Are you on book talk? I am. Okay. My, I feel like my TikToks like rotate throughout the day. Okay. Like I'm on five different, al- I don't different know how things. It, the yeah. algorithm is just working really quickly, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'll be on like pet cow TikTok in the morning, cooking TikTok, yes. history TikTok, love, and then book TikTok. Those are all my favorites. Love, love them. I'm also on perfume TikTok lately and I'm like, I'm never going to go buy this because a lot of their like unique scents that you have to go out of your way to buy. Yeah. And I like don't even know where you buy perfumes if it's not Sephora or like yeah. Saks or something. But there's like a very specific perfume TikTok and they talk about all these scents like gourmand scents. I don't know what yeah. that means, um, but I'm like listening. I think I'm deducing that it's like bakery, like um, sweet smells. Yeah, that's what, what I'm getting. That's what I feel like I see the most of the time. And like i am been getting into like body oil, mm, like the love. scented body oils, yes. because like there's like ones that you use to put on before you put on your fragrance. And mm-hmm. like I got oh. one from like Amazon that like that makes is it like a like the pheromone one. I OK, I've been seeing a lot of the pheromones. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I've never I've not done the pheromones okay. yet, but I would like to try it. Yeah. And just test I'm, it out. I'm just like curious on. as to like how yeah. that works. I hear it like t- smells different. On yes. Each person. On each person. And it like it's supposed to make you more attractive Which in a way that I we will... can't like sense as actual like I guess we can actually literally sense it, but like with our noses and not like yeah. cognitively. I mean, I'll take it. I mean, let's <laughs> try it out. It. I'm like, yeah, I'll <laughs> let's take figure all it out. Kit. I'm a big body oil girl, not necessarily for the fragrance of it all, but I just like I say this on I find a way to say this on every podcast episode. I hate being dry. Yeah. 
hate it. And I'm from, you're from Louisiana. I'm from mm-hmm. Texas and Florida. Oh, okay. And so, and we, I spent a lot of time in Louisiana actually, really? but we, it's humid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I'm used to being like enveloped in a layer of like wetness in the air. Yeah. And I feel like it makes my skin and my hair better. It is annoying because you get greasier faster, but like I just feel like I look better when that's happening. Yeah. And it's so dry here. So like my oiling my, the oiling time of my day is very important to me. Usually at nighttime, I like get in the shower, do my shower. While my skin is still damp, I put oil on my entire body. Okay. And then I get out of the shower and then wait a sec and I put lotion on top of that. Yeah. Because I'm a freak. I mean, I also just think that like the routine of that is like so, it's like treating your body. It is. And it's it so is. kind. It's like so, like you're just being nice to yourself. And I feel like it's yes. probably such a, I, I mean, I love that. I was trying to get into more of a routine of like dry brushing and then mm-hmm. lotioning. Yeah. Or like oil, like doing oils. Cause dry brushing uh, is supposed to be good for you. It's supposed to be good for you. I don't yeah. think it's like, I don't think it's like crazy, but it's like very relaxing. And yeah. also, I did notice that it like, helped smooth my skin like okay. it was like smoothing like basic it's yeah. at the very least it's exfoliating yeah it's like exfoliating i don't think it like does too much for like lymphatic yeah drain like actual lymphatic mm-hmm, drainage mm-hmm. or that's what i was told by someone who was doing lymphatic drainage yeah yeah on me. i was like yeah i've been dry brushing she's like it doesn't do anything where do you ha- where have you done lymphatic aloe but okay. her name is brazilian beauty bar yes yeah and yeah. she is her name is tatiana and she is absolutely amazing. So she's I in LA. forgot to say this at the top of the episode. I went to Aloe the sculpt class this morning. Oh, and I, I was, was talking to Sophie. <laughs> supposed to. So Sophie was Sophie and I have. She's the first person I met in LA. Like a oh, first really? girl. She's my first friend when I was 22. Okay. And she wasn't even living here yet. She was in New York. And then we became friends and we were like long distance friends. Like she would stay with me and I'd stay with her. Yeah. And then she finally moved out here. Got the job at Aloe, and I live really close to Aloe, so I'll just like pop in, whatever. Yeah. But we were cold plunging today, and she was like trying to get me to try this new lymphatic thing, I guess, that they have. Yeah. And she was like, I told her I was recording with you, and she was like, oh, she was supposed to come to Sculpt today. Tell her I said hi. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I know. I, I like texted her this morning. I was supposed to go, but I came back from Tokyo yeah, a yeah. few days ago, and my. I want to go to Tokyo. So I've bad. been like sleeping really bad recently. Yeah, like, yeah. I've been in a con, like, I've not been fully asleep. Mm hmm in like a few days like REM sleep you've not definitely not yeah no REM. like my boyfriend mm-hmm. like he has keys to my apartment because yeah. duh but yeah, he came in at like 5 a.m last uh-huh. night because he was like i couldn't sleep so i came over and then i was like well i just was not asleep so yeah. i don't know why i wasn't asleep and it's like 5 a.m was he in tokyo too yeah okay. we were there together so you're a little bit jet lagged yeah, it's a 17-hour time difference. Yeah. And, like, I don't think I, I've never gone... I've never had that, like, time kind of time change before. And, mm-hmm. like, my body is really adjusting weirdly. Yeah. But... Oh, I, I don't... Grateful for it. I, am, I mean, worth I, it. I hate complaining about jet lag because it sounds... I it hate feels when people so complain dumb. about it, too. So I, like, like, never do. And like I try it. to ignore it. But <laughs> yeah. I feel bad. I but feel it bad. it actually is... It is difficult. Like, it's hard to adjust to... A time zone change like that. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why this is. Uh, it feels so dumb, and I felt yeah. so bad because I was like, I wanted, I wanted to go to. This. That's so funny no, it's that you went this morning. Not a big deal. There wasn't like half. She's the class so was kind. Full. She was yeah. so nice, and she, she was just like, it's care. fine. Because I literally texted her at like nine this morning. I was yeah. like, I can't. And then I went back to bed. Yeah. I <laughs> no, like, she doesn't care. It's literally a sculpt class. Not the end of the world. Was it good? It was good. Yeah. The girl who is teaching it or taught it is from like outside of my hometown oh, in cool. Texas, and she 
this is her first public class she's done. She just got certified. Oh, good for her. So Sophie, she's friends with Sophie too. So like she just came in and it was her first thing and it Amazing. was really, really good. That's awesome. So I'll, I don't know. I don't know if she's going to like teach outside of like a more private setting like that, mm -hmm. but I'll let y'all know. Her name is Lexi Bader. If you want to follow her on Instagram. Um, it was a really good workout though. Amazing. It absolutely killed me. But she's, yeah, she's yeah, from outside died. of Fort Worth. I feel like there's so many Texans. There are. there. Okay, there's some Texans, but I have not found that many that I like really? knew or like even get oh. along with sometimes. Like sometimes I'm like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to be from Texas too. Yeah. But no, she's really cute. I haven't really met that many Texans in social media. Have you? I feel like I have. Mm -hmm. I, but I also feel like just industry-wise, like yeah. in, within the, the realm of what we do, just the entertainment yeah, world, yeah, yeah. there are like, it's a lot of people from Texas. Well, also it's massive, so it's it makes sense. It's a huge <laughs> state. It took sense. me a full day to drive through to get here. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. It's so big. So where are you from in Louisiana? I'm south of New Orleans, like an okay. hour south of New Orleans. Okay. So I'm just like very deep in the yeah, boot. you are. In the south. We um, do a lot of, my family's from Shreveport. So oh, like okay. I'm going to, we have a ranch in deep East Texas, like right an hour outside of Shreveport. Yeah. Like literally right over the uh, border. So I grew up, I moved around a lot growing up. So mm -hmm. we returned there every summer though. So I spent every summer in a little town called Hallsville, Texas. Oh yeah. And it's, like I said, an hour from Shreveport because my family, like my cousins, everyone lives in Shreveport. Yeah, yeah. So we have spent a lot of time there. I also grew up in the panhandle of Florida and then we moved over to like Houston. So we were like in that like area from like the panhandle and like Alabama and then into Louisiana and like Texas yeah. and stuff like that. So I know that drive because we used to have to do it all the time. It's crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So are you going home for the holidays? I, so my grandparents are currently in Pennsylvania. So okay. I'm going to go do Thanksgiving there. Mm -hmm. And then Christmas, I plan on actually being in New York. Okay. I don't go home to Louisiana too, too often. If I do, it's just for like family purposes. Like my yeah. sister just went to college and like I moved her into her college dorm over the summer, like okay. in August. And then where'd I she go? LSU. Okay. And Are y'all like an LSU family or no? Is it just so like where you my, go? my family's not even from like Louisiana. Okay. We just like ended up there. Mm -hmm. I was born in Ohio and okay. I moved there when I was three. Okay. So I, I'm from Louisiana. I, you grew up I there. I say, yeah, yeah like I'm right. I was yeah. raised there. I got accepted to LSU. Okay. Didn't go to LSU. Okay. I had a deferment there because I, I moved out here and like I, I moved out here as an intern. So okay. I, like I didn't really know if I was going to like stay. stay. I yeah. was if I was going to be able to stay or not. So I had was a firm at LSU. A fashion internship or was yeah. it? Okay. I worked cool. a, at a fashion PR firm okay. for like eight, eight, nine months. I started all of this by, mm -hmm. I started a blog so I could get an internship in fashion because I was yeah. a poli sci major. I went to Texas A&M. Oh. Oh, so cool. a big state school. Good for you. Kind of in the same. Yeah. Like I think conferences LSU. Like we literally play yeah. LSU, which yeah. is like. I mean, I that's know. a big school. It's a, I mean, LSU is also like the LSU football, the whole football thing. The LSU people are very Crazy. LSU. Yeah. Crazy. And that's coming from me. A&M is like people from A&M. Like I still wear my Aggie ring. Like we yeah. are very intense about A&M. Yeah. But LSU is wild. They are wild. I did parents weekend for my sister like yeah. literally last month. And like, I, I feel like it took a year off my life in one weekend. Yeah. I don't know how any college student Does is that. able to do any of Anything, that yeah. and then continue their week <laughs> yeah, and go to class and study <gasps> while also like i don't get it yeah. i don't understand it well, was like also, a full like, day working like people work on the side of college it's yeah like, it's 
craziness. And, the, and, the, and it's like my sister's in a sorority. Mm-hmm. And so she's a lot doing of like, stuff to do for that. Yeah, yeah. She's in Kappa. Yeah. Oh, that's the one. That's, that's, that was me the entire <laughs> weekend. Yeah. And uh, I just, I'm like, I don't know how you're doing your sorority. And she's a chemical engineer, yeah. like men- major. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like doing everything she's in between. She's taking advantage of those years for sure. No, and I'm so proud of yeah. her. I couldn't i think i don't know i don't think i don't know if i would have been able to i tried to leave college eight thousand times my parents were like no (laughs) you're not that was crazy yeah i I just don't think that i like college i'm grateful for where we are today because i don't think college is as necessary as it used to be like Mm -hmm. for my sister who is gonna be some brilliant scientists yeah, one yeah, day, yeah. then it is yes. necessary. Yes. And like for teachers and lawyers mm-hmm. and doctors. But it's also, it's not a one size fits all. You know, yeah. just like I had this realization when I was at AM, I knew by my senior year that I wasn't going to be yeah. any in any kind of politics or go to law school yeah. anymore. Yeah. And that was my plan forever, like literally since I was 12. I remember like walking around campus at AM and there's like 60,000 kids on that campus. It's massive. Yeah. And I was just like, each of us is just like, I did like an outer body experience where it was just like, all of us are walking and I almost like saw all of us. I was sober. I was not on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I almost saw all of us like in our own little like tubes, like going to like towards our future and like going yeah. into these classes. And a lot of us are going to the same classes. We're all doing such different things. And I'm like, I just felt so not specialized enough. Yeah. Even in my highly, like the specialized classes I took as I got older. Yeah. So I feel like I continue to think about having kids now where I'm like, I want to have them set up for college. And then I'm like, wait a minute. They might not even like, want to go to college yeah. not, I think it'll change at least like almost like trade school-esque yeah. or more specialty schools or something but going to a big state school was fun for sure. for sure it was so fun yeah but I could have I mean I could have probably skipped that part of my life I do think it took I mean that was a weekend that you did I think that I aged no physically <laughs> I literally like 10 years and four no, truly and like I, I I have so much respect for yeah, all yeah. college college students just yeah. in general like it's so much stress and I feel like there's so much pressure and like watching my sister have to deal with like one the people that run the school and like are handling her academics and yeah. like even in high school like mm-hmm. your counselors and like it's not just relying on you to like create your future like you're relying on so many other people to like yeah. handle your information and mm-hmm. set you up right and like then you have all the pressure of like knowing what you're going to do and like yes. that is just at such a young age at such too. a young age yeah. I mean it's just so I mean, I'm already like I freak out every day. Oh, I freak out. <laughs> like I and like I don't think I'll I don't think we'll stop freaking out no. for a while. I also like, think if you're not freaking out, like you aren't thinking enough sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, we're all evolving, we're all changing. So again, it is hard even at thirty for me to be like, What am I doing with the rest of my life? I I yeah. feel like I'm eighteen in my head still though. I'm like when someone asks me questions like this, I'm like I don't fucking know. Like, let me live. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I like that I've set up a job and yours is similar that you can evolve within your job. And I'm know? very, that's why I, I'm so grateful for mm-hmm. where the path of just like taking the leap of coming out here and like doing an internship and just like being broke for a yeah, little yeah. bit and just like taking a risk like led me to here and I'm like yeah. always going to be grateful for that and to have like the the room to grow like we have mm-hmm. so much room to like be patient within ourselves and like, yeah and share it and share yeah. the growth that's what I started the podcast for it was like yeah. sharing where I'm at so like sometimes if I go back to older episodes it's stuff that I don't necessarily agree with anymore and I used to yeah. be like worried about that and like I don't want to be hypocritical but I'm also like Peyton this podcast is hopefully going to last like a while. Like, yeah, twenty-seven-year-old you and thirty-year-old you are not going to be the same person. No, and, that's and if okay. they were, that would be that'd be that weird. Be, yeah, that would be weird. Like, even 
I moved out here when I was 18 and I'm 21 now and yeah. I'm like so well, different. You also change a lot during yeah. that time. Like yeah. for me, 18 to 21, 21 to 25, after 25 was completely different person. Yeah. Is your family like supportive of your job and everything? Yes. Okay. I'm very fortunate to have like a family that is so supportive. I think like in the beginning, like they were very nervous. Yeah. And like, I think a lot of people were nervous. Like I spent my entire senior year just telling everyone like I'm moving to LA. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have an apartment yet. Didn't even get yeah, like confirm like, my internship. But I was out. like, I was like, I was manifesting <laughs> it. And I was like, I'm yeah. telling everyone. And I like the shame of like not being yeah, <laughs> doing yeah. it was like motivating me. Exactly. So, like, yes. I, I, the shame of just like not completing something like oh, is my biggest motivator. That's what I like. And it's kind of what you said when we talked about reading more and you're making a video about yeah. reading more. Social media keeps you motivated in that way because if you say you're going to do something, then you like kind of have to do it, especially yeah. if you say it to like hundreds of thousands of people yeah. and they all heard it. <laughs> and <laughs> and they're like, like, girl. Oh. Now I have to do yeah. it. Now I have to be healthy or like do whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Tacovas. So y'all know I'm a big fan of incorporating my Texan roots into my everyday style. So I absolutely love that I'm seeing more cowboy boots in the mainstream. I'm seeing them in New York City. I'm seeing them in Los Angeles. I absolutely love it. And my Tacovas are some of my go-tos. I actually have quite a few pair of Tacovas to choose from on a daily basis. I cannot get enough. If cowboy boots are on the holiday wish list, give the gift of Tacovas. I think these would be the most perfect gift to give to a family member, a friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. Everyone will look good in a pair of boots. Tacova's Western boots for men and women are handcrafted from top-notch hides in a variety of timeless and fashion-forward styles. For me, my favorite timeless style is the Annie boot. I have it in a couple different colors. I love this boot. I love like a classic caramel color. I have the bone color, which is more of a cream. And you guys have to have a pair of black cowboy boots. And I love the Annie in black. I also really like the Abbey, which is a boot I've gotten recently. I got it in like a navy-ish color. To me, it's a little bit taller. So that's a more fashion forward option. You can also create a timeless Western look with other classic Tacova staples, like their lineup of vintage inspired denim, apparel, and accessories. I really am partial to their hats. I've gotten a number of questions about where to buy cowboy hats. They've got more casual and then like fancier ones. And then I also have seen they have some like vintage style like trucker hats as well that are really, really great. If there's a Tacova store in your neck of the woods, swing by for Western hospitality. A cold one, a boot shine, gift wrapping supplies, all on the house. You can even get your gift custom leather stamped or branded. Plus, their expert staff is ready to guide you to that perfect pair. If you're still stumped, grab a gift card. They fit everyone. Start off gifting season on the right foot at tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. Don't go gently, y'all. Today's episode is sponsored by Quince. So I love gift giving, but it can really, really add up. In past years, I've spent way too much money on gifts, to be honest. It's always great, but like sometimes I'll like reel it in in January and be like, oh my God, what just happened to me? So this is why this holiday season I'm shopping at Quince. Quince is my go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices for everyone on my list, including myself. I'm kind of at the top of my list, so... Quince offers a range with high quality items with prices within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, cotton sweaters, and comfy pants. 
The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. That's why I'm giving the gift of Quince's buttery soft cashmere to my nearest and dearest this year. You can never go wrong gifting cashmere. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I absolutely love. So one of my favorite sweaters from Quince, aside from all of their cashmere, which they've got great cardigans and then like regular sweaters that are in cashmere, I like their 100% organic cotton boyfriend crew sweater. This one comes in a number of colors and it fits absolutely perfectly. And it's a staple piece that you need to have in your closet this year. Get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Peyton for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Peyton, P-A-Y-T-O-N, to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Peyton. Let's talk about going home for the holidays because I'm about to go home, I think, to the Shreveport area. Oh, Shreveport. Well, I'm going to go to Texas first and then we're going to drive over from, I'm from Fort Worth, which is like, Two and a half hours from okay. Hallsville. Okay. And then we go over to Streetport for like the day during Thanksgiving. We used to spend more time there, but now we just kind of go back to Texas. But I get very, I have an interesting relationship with my family. Yeah. And when I say my family, I don't mean like it's all of them and then me. It's like I have, you know, different relationships with each person. Yeah. And I was just thinking about this, even like record, I was recording an ad and we're talking about the holidays and like your mental health and like keeping yourself together. Is there any, I mean, I'm, you were saying you have a pretty good relationship with your family. Is there anything like makes you nervous though about going home, especially from a, <laughs> let's say more happening area sometimes? Yeah. I kind of, our family, like our family dynamic is just yeah. like very like kind of just, it's different. Mm-hmm. And there's also just like always so much anxiety, like specifically going home to Louisiana. Like I just have a lot of anxiety yeah. going home. Was there any, you don't have to share anything specific, but was there something specific or is it just like going back to Fort Worth is hard for me sometimes, but it's not like, okay, something really bad happened to me here. It's just kind of like I have this overarching anxiety being back home. Like it's, I'm comfortable, but I'm also just like on high alert for some reason. I think like my high school years Mm -hmm. and like, honestly, I think like even earlier before that were just Mm -hmm. like so much happened and like, with the people that live it's not really even the place as much like the place like my hometown is it's it's not terrible it's just like what happened there and Mm -hmm. like the people there just like it's really uncomfortable to go back to and then Mm -hmm. I I feel like I go back to a space that makes me super sad yeah. and depressed and I you feel almost like, like I'm go not, back to that place yeah, yeah and I just like don't like being in that that headspace mm-hmm. and like I've I've worked so hard to like move past mm-hmm. all of that and like yeah. even move away from where I was at at yeah. that time like, like I, physically you physically moved away yeah I physically like yeah. left mm-hmm. I just like I like I said earlier like I'm very passionate about mental health and that's mm-hmm. just because I've been dealing with it for so long and like I spent some time in Shreveport because yeah. I went to the psych ward there <laughs> okay and, good, good so not like, great memories yeah, you're like oh no, Shreveport and yeah, like, <laughs> so everyone's great. like I, I I feel like so many people like go to Shreveport like which is like 
great, yeah. but I, I'm like, well, it's yeah. like a, it's a metropolitan city. Yeah. In and Louisiana, like yeah, not many a lot of, of those. people spend yeah. time with it. So like, I just, I just know that there's just like a lot of reminders. Of yeah. Things. So it's like always a little nerve wracking to go home. That's why I don't mm-hmm. go home too much. Yeah. I will say so in Fort Worth and before that with my family, it's like, I love them. We've, we're, we've grown yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, I've set a lot of boundaries, but I have been depressed my entire life. I was like yeah. clinically depressed forever. I just actually stopped taking my meds for it because I was just getting really annoyed with the day to day of it. And yeah. like I was annoyed with brain zaps and things that happen when you don't take it exactly the yeah. right time. I was just like, oh, fucking, I'll manage it myself, I get that. which is fine. But I had major anxiety and depression kind of defined, I would say the first 19 years of my life until yeah. I found medication. And then I got, you know, my brain chemicals right. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I was like, this is, people live like this. Like I would like yeah. take a nap in the middle of the day and not like want to die. <laughs> or like, <laughs> like I was like, I literally didn't sleep for like 19 years. Like yeah. my anxiety was raging over yeah. nothing. And I think that even knowing something different made me be able to manage it mentally without medication. But I have a full episode called Hot Girls Take Their Meds about when I went back on medication when I first started the podcast. Yeah. So I totally get the mental health side of it all. And I think for me, my mental health really, like I can control it more out here. I agree. And I can control my surroundings. I control my situation. I set my boundaries. I set my boundaries with work. Like we're in, you're in charge. Like you're in a great position to be yeah. in charge of your life. But when I go home, not only to my family, but to the town. And especially yeah. now we're like, it's a culture shock, kind of. It's a culture shock. You're in a small community where, like, I went out and did something on social media. So then there's also the layer of people think of me in a certain way. Yeah. Even they did before I even did any of this stuff, too. I got yeah. so horrendously fucked with in, like, middle school and high school. But the they think of me in a certain way that is also not me now it's yeah. like that she, she thinks she's so cool because she she's on social media and I can feel it when I go home yeah so there's like another layer with that and then it's also like I feel like I'm backtracking almost no and I fully like I fully agree with that mm-hmm. I feel like and I feel like you could probably attest to this like moving out here like one starting over mm-hmm. in all aspects of life yes like new friends like I found a boyfriend like my yeah. first relationship is out here like I've created this whole new life that nobody from mm-hmm. Louisiana knows anything about. They don't yeah, know yeah. anything about me anymore. And mm-hmm. I I don't even think that anyone really truly saw me whenever I was living there in the first place. So whenever I go home, I just have this anxiety of like, they only remember me from the last time they saw me. Mm-hmm. And then also so, you fall into that again. Yeah. Not that you're like exactly that person, but you almost no. start like behaving in ways. Like I would find myself and it's taken me, I would say for the past five years, I've really been working on this going yeah. home. I don't go home that often, to be honest, but I find myself slipping back into like depressive mode me. And I'm just like, why am I falling back into this? Yeah. And I think it's what I noticed from you is like lack of boundaries. And then like, it's just easy to be what people expect of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Truly. So is there anything that you like you're saying if you go home, I guess you're going to Pennsylvania, you said though. Yeah. But whenever I do go home, like I just try to be the me now that I am. Mm -hmm. And then I just like, I keep like I keep to myself like I'm not I'm not like trying to create a like there's no really way to create a spectacle when you go home but like yeah. I see some of the people that I choose I want to see and like mm-hmm. I have people that I care about and then I'm at home and I do the things I like to do I'm with my my family yeah. and I just keep to that and then whenever I go to the grocery store and if I see someone out then yeah. I'll talk to them the way be, that I am now normal. and I try to yeah. like 
distance my because my immediate thought is like fear and anxiety mm -hmm. of like like how I'm being perceived, I guess, yeah. and like just like all of that. So Which I is interesting to... because you can do it on social media so confidently <laughs> to so many more people yeah. that you have absolutely no control over. But I think there's something about in person and also with these people, and maybe it's not that, that specific person who created a wound, but like this wound that you have from yeah. the whole like ideology of the area you live in or something. Yeah. And you just like <laughs> project it on this person. You're like, they must think this. Yeah. And then you freak out. And then I'm freaking out. But yeah. I'm like, I need to stop because that's like, so I try to, I yeah. yell at myself and mm -hmm. you know, your inner monologue. Yes. Just like constantly talking. Some people back don't have forth, it. Back and forth. By I don't. The way. Did you know no, that? No, I do. <laughs> yeah. And it's really frustrating because yes. I want this shit to turn off. Yes. Like nothingness. Nothing. Like what? Like my boyfriend doesn't have it. I was it. about to say, maybe it's a man thing because I was talking to my boyfriend as well. Yeah. I'm like talking about how some people don't have an inner monologue and he's like, what do you mean? Well, I like, look at him and I'm like, so like my favorite question to ask anyone is mm -hmm. like, what are you thinking about right now? Yeah. Cause I'm thinking about random. And yeah. like, if someone were to ask me that, then I could tell them like the random thing that I'm thinking about. And then we can talk about that yeah, random yeah, yeah. thing. But he doesn't think about anything. Mm -hmm. He's like nothing. And I'm like, what do you mean? Nothing. And we he's like, actually like, arguments nothing. about this. Like when we're in a, when we were in an argument or like yeah. a disagreement. Yeah. And I'm like, so what are you thinking? Like what's going in your mind? And yeah. he's like, nothing. And I'm like, you're not thinking about what? What, <laughs> what the yeah. fuck are you talking? I have six layers going on. Yeah. And they're all, one of them is like a metaphor layer where I'm remembering the thing that happened and like, we'll go with a Game of Thrones again. This happened in Game of Thrones and this is like that. And I'm like, oh. That's me with my, my God. <laughs> yeah, I fully understand that. Because I'm also like, how are you not, like if we're in the middle of like a serious conversation or, or like an argument yeah. or something, like how are you not thinking about mm -hmm. what we're talking about right now? Yes. Okay, so one thing I love about this conversation is it's almost like, I think working on your mental health is obviously incredibly important, but the only way yeah. you can do it safely is if you create a boundary around yourself to do so. Boundaries are so important and they're yeah. so hard to do. Well, if you're so like, I, I picture myself like visually, let's say I picture myself working on my mental health. I'm very like soft. I'm very yeah. like easy to hurt or yeah. something. So if I don't, if I try to work on myself in that state mm -hmm. and someone comes up to me and like, taps me on the shoulder it's gonna fucking hurt or it's going they you know god forbid come over here and punch me or something physically harmful i need to put up like an armor almost yeah. so that i can be safe in order to work on those those things or those relationships or whatever yeah. within myself so i think for me going home and especially like for the holidays i feel like a lot of people have this where you go home and you almost forget boundaries sometimes and it's hard to exercise them yeah in those situations i think even like going home like especially like even with family mm -hmm. like i think you like i talk about it so much and then i go home and then i put everything to the side because i'm like i need to do everything to make you happy and yeah. you happy and i need to fulfill everything that you want instead mm -hmm. of like and then i put my own needs away which i think is like something that goes back Mm -hmm. way back in like my brain and like just life and i think that happens yeah, yeah. a lot with other people like hence why people pleaser is like a coin term yes so do you think um, you're a people pleaser oh for for okay. sure Got like it. i mean even like i was such like a doormat in mm -hmm. high school okay. and like i love is that people. why you went to the psych you had to go to the psych ward because you're <laughs> literally like i went it's one of those things I was there twice oh good two different ones though okay you know it was a great time i honestly know a lot of people who have have well everyone calls it's it happened. the psych ward when it's like funny it's like yeah. when i say i got arrested i'm like yeah i was in jail and i'm like okay oh i was in a really in a drunk tank <laughs> but like <laughs> i have to say like when i went to prison <laughs> that one time no um, i whenever i i think it's like 
it's way more common than no it is what it it's like deemed that's why it's yeah. like i think it should be like more normal also because it's like such like a i mean getting arrested is as traumatizing as like damn. you have to make it a joke like you, you literally have to. have to make it a joke because yeah. like if i am with a cop bending over and coughing for them to find drugs in my butthole or something <laughs> i'm like okay i have to like make that funny because that was a lot <laughs> i literally oh like god. have a visceral moment of like oh my god they actually do this you do have to turn around and cough i'm like really you do so that's nice that's crazy <laughs> but the fact that also we've both been removed from society because we've been deemed like dangerous that's actually hilarious <laughs> i know i look at myself and i'm like oh my god yeah no i got that when i was sitting in jail i was like i'm not allowed to be out there like it's a adult timeout but like a very <laughs> serious one because they're literally like you are you're scaring people or yourself you're scaring yourself or you're being dangerous to yourself it's a very interesting thing to think about but I have to joke about it I mean there's just like especially because I'm not gonna like cry about it yeah. anymore and like I especially want to talk about it because like I want it to feel normal for other people who mm -hmm. like may feel like crazy i went yeah. to a private catholic school so whenever i went it was like a spectacle oh i'm sure a girl made a rumor that i because i like disappeared like it was like a thursday yeah, and i yeah, like yeah. just never came back for nine days oh, and i show God. up back to school yeah and yeah we're doing um these retreats mm -hmm. every year okay. and like i come back in the middle of the retreat girl made up a rumor that i got an abortion <gasps> and then i'm like oh okay that like violates so many boundaries <laughs> okay like, Sick. all right and um, then i'm like good no so then um like yeah like there's just like there's so many things that happen and it's just like then i left and then my sister actually ended up leaving that high school and she went to a public school in my town and mm -hmm. then she found it like it was more normal like there was a lot of people that were going yeah. to the mental psych ward and like yeah, yeah. even whenever i was there going there for the first time actually like helped me in the sense of just like knowing that i wasn't Alone. insane yeah because there yeah, were yeah. so many girls from all across the state who we were all put in the same place together and like as crazy and dehumanizing as it is to go into a yeah, place like that especially and how sad it is like, yeah it was like also brought me to like i, I for the first time in like a while like i felt like i had friends yeah and like people that could like relate to me and like i mean also there were people who were going through things that were way worse than anything that i mm -hmm. had gone through and like it just was so like helpful to like be with people i and, think like, when you also break it down it's the difference between like so in, in texas and where yeah. i grew up in texas i went to a small private school and yeah. everything is based about what you like based on what you should be doing so yeah. someone should be doing this and when someone falls out of line they should they're, they're not doing yeah. what they should be doing should be again it changes all the fucking time it's like you well you shouldn't wear sh skirts that are this short and if you do then you're like you know what i mean it's the all about shoulds yeah and when you go into a place like a psych ward or on a lesser scale than a psych ward maybe but maybe even a more a larger scale as los angeles california when you come here and everyone's broken down yeah all of the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and all the bullshit and they have to like they're just trying to heal themselves yeah you get to know people on a on a deeper level and also they're more non-judgmental in my opinion yeah. or my experience i guess no i i mean i fully agree like that was just like a and also it kind of helped me like accept like the people that i went to school with yeah and like 
I mean, I was the first time I went, I was 15. Mm-hmm. And then the second time I went was 17. And so much happened in like those two years in between. But like it was, it was just such like an interesting. Do you think it made you more like compassionate overall? Yes. Okay. I dealt with addiction mm-hmm. in high school. So okay. like that was honestly, <laughs> it's so fucked up. But like that, my, after I went the first time, I like, I had already started doing things, but Mm -hmm. like I I stopped caring about what people thought of me. Okay. And then I was just doing the things, the things, which led me down not a great path as it does. Um, And I honestly, I got, I became friends with the people who were so mean to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I became someone that I didn't like. And then Mm -hmm. that's why I inevitably went back at 17. Mm -hmm. But whenever I was 17 and I finally went back, uh, it was during the summer and there was actually not a lot of kids there. Yeah, there was yeah. like five of us mm-hmm. in like this one adolescent mm-hmm. unit. And um, what do y'all do if you don't mind me asking no, in a psych ward? Because I feel like when you say the word, like when you talk about it, like it's a psych ward, it yeah. seems like this thing. And then like pretty much all the activities and stuff I'm sure y'all are doing are like normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know like there's mean? group there, like tons of group therapy. Yeah. I read a lot. Okay. So they do they make you like have, it's like... <laughs> like jail they make you have structure <laughs> yeah no yeah, there's like okay. a, there's a time like like we have outside time sometimes we did different forms of therapy like music therapy or art therapy and then group okay. therapy med time okay. take your meds okay uh this we watch movies like some night literally everyone's life everyone i know is on some form of antidepressant or yeah. something some kind of especially adhd medications yeah this sounds like what we all do if we were having like the best day of our lives, we'd be like, you know what I want to do? Music therapy and then take my meds yeah. and then like eat. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just, I think when you debunk what's happening inside, it's it's not as what people would think about it from the outside. You know what no, I mean? Like, like I think, it's not like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, like what I think people think is crazy is like how some of the people like what happens on the inside like the activities aren't crazy it's like what people do like definitely did see some like crazy things and like i know that things happen but to call someone to call anybody that goes into a psych ward without any context crazy is like insane and like i just don't even think that that should be associated with it at all yeah well i think also people just like knew that's why i asked like if people knew what's going on in there it's like yeah you go there for a purpose of dealing with addiction you go there for a purpose of dealing with any like any kind of mental health thing and most people in there are like i think a lot of the time maybe not all the time because i know you can get like they commit you without you wanting yeah most people want to get better you know what i mean or they want to just like live in society so they're just learning it's so sad too because there's some kids in there that like that is their safe space so Mm -hmm. like for example like there was a girl my first time who like routinely got checked back in because she mm. didn't have a home or okay. like, yeah. and like, it's like just the failure of the systems mm-hmm. in general, like not just the mental health system, but like all of it, like CPS yeah, and like yeah, foster yeah. care. Like there's so many foster kids that were in, in there. the mental ward. And like, there's so there's kids as young as like five and 10, mm-hmm. like in the psych ward. Well, Cause they need like, something to eat and they want somewhere to sleep. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's just like, it's, it becomes just really sad mm-hmm. at the same time. And it's just like, that's where yeah, I do agree that like, that's where a lot of like compassion comes from. I think I used to be, I was like so mad at everything. Mm-hmm. And then it just made me like turn from like anger to sadness. And then yeah. It just, and you're, yeah. Well, you're also more aware. Cause again, at that age too, like you're, if you're in high school, 15 to 17, especially the world revolves around you. You're like 
issues and your own internal yeah. issues as real as they are are everything and that's why i love kurt vonnegut so much because he has this quote about how like when you're upset you get to be so serious about your emotions yeah and then you look outward a little bit to me it, for me it was moving to los yeah. angeles and like seeing people and people who are in the space that we're in people who i talk to you know relatively regularly and i was like they would tell me their life story one night or something like, yeah. you get drunk over wine or like something and I would hear their story and I'm just like, holy fuck. That is like, you are a trooper beyond. And it makes me take myself and my issues less seriously. It doesn't make them less real, but they're just, I'm just like, oh, it's not that serious. It's just nice to like, just take yourself out of your own, just to not think about yourself and just like be there for another person who Mm -hmm. may need it more. And then whenever it's your turn, they'll be there for you. Yeah. And like, it's definitely helpful. Like moving to LA has definitely been one of, like the best decision it I've liberated me beyond yeah it was so it's been one of the most healing journeys yeah ever and it's like whenever i like whenever i got out and like i got clean from mm-hmm. that i was really i felt kind of like stuck like i didn't really know what was the next thing mm-hmm. for me to do and then i i actually did a camp out here called leap okay at, that's held at the ucla campus mm-hmm. and um it's a leadership camp. Okay. I got it from, I did pageants. So I mm-hmm. got it from that. And okay. um, it, it was like a class of like 2000 people from the ages of like 12 to 23, 25. Yeah. Yeah. And from all over the world. And like, it was one of the most, like I, I made friends and like, I met mm-hmm. so many people from like Australia to like Germany and then like people a few States over, like, and I had friends and it was just fun. And I was like, I, that's how I got my internship. And it mm-hmm. was like, that it was that experience that really motivated me to like stay here and keep going yeah and like then i moved to la and like Mm -hmm. then i finished off senior year which was covid as well yeah and um then i moved here like literally yeah as soon as i could what's interesting i'm noticing is like kind of like me i guess and yours is in a completely different way but it's similar and that like maybe you know, it's not like you said, the places that we come from and maybe it's yeah. not even the people that we come from. It's who we were in those situations and yeah. how we felt in those situations. And for me, L.A. represents a lot of freedom and I like who I am here. Yeah. Not that I can't I, I can take that person that I with me now anywhere. And I, I like to move. Actually, I'm like very into like I hate feeling stuck somewhere. Yeah. So I'll eventually leave L.A., maybe come back again. Who knows? But I I like LA because I guess I like the person that it makes me be, which is interesting because a lot of people are like, they think LA is the worst. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it got so many like warnings. And I think that it's fair to say that there is a talk, to- like it is fair to say that there's a toxic side to LA. There's a dark side. There's, mm-hmm. it's such a big county yeah. full of so many people that it's bound to have groups that aren't yeah. conducive to life. Well, it's to- also like, a healthy lifestyle when people talk about it like that that's exactly what i think it's humongous like yeah. there are good people too yeah like, like you're not, not you can't you can't say that like the entire like county is terrible like and like they're all influencers people think la and they're like okay influencers i'm like i'm like no actually like pretty much most people are not influencers. no like <laughs> like are you talking about the mile that is west hollywood yeah like la county is so big and there's they're full of people doing day-to-day work that mm-hmm. like everyone else does and and from all over the world and it's just yeah. it's so multicultural i also just love the anonymity of it like it doesn't matter how many followers you have on instagram like no one actually cares about you no and one. i love that i love it and i love just like existing and i love 
how much I've grown. I love the people in my life that I have here. Like, mm -hmm. I just feel so grateful mm -hmm. to like, to be, be here. here. Yeah. And I feel like something I've been working on is like more like forgiveness of like who I was and yeah, like yeah. letting her exist in that era without mm -hmm. like being so shameful. Like, yeah. Cause I'm not proud of that person. And like, I don't think I should be, but like, I also like need to mm -hmm. show her love and, and like, grace. Just, like grace. Yeah. And like, for one, just like keeping me alive yeah. to yeah, get yeah. here to this point. But like, that's probably been like the hardest thing that I've been like working towards yeah. right now. Because I like, have grace tattooed on myself. Cause I'm so like, nice. you need to, it's like, I have these like five pillars that I try to like, I'm not yeah. super religious or anything. So I'm trying to like have foundational principles. Cause I grew up with a family that's religious and yeah. that's Texas. Like everyone's kind of like socially religious. Like no, they're just like non-denominational yeah. Christian. It's pretty like free within that yeah. you know, kind yeah. of religion. But I miss having like a foundation yeah, and like an ideology kind of to live by. And so I came up with pillars and one of them is grace because I'm like, I need to give it to other people, but to myself, like very, very much so. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it really can be hard. awesome. Yeah. It can be hard when you're especially going through something, especially if it was public, if other people know. It's yeah. just, it's hard to get over the shame of things like that sometimes. And I have sure. plenty of it. And I just, <laughs> I'm freeing myself. <laughs> like in the back end of my 20s has been freeing myself from that and then I also love that you said because I was I was trying to figure out like my final thoughts kind of yeah. as you were talking earlier I love how you said it gets you to help other people or to get to know other people especially through like your experiences in a psych ward yeah it gets you out of your own head and your own body and we started the whole episode with the reason you love reading so much is getting like decentering yourself it's like been one of the consistent and only activities that has truly just like been able to like take me out of my head and like center me mm -hmm. and like calm me or just like makes me happy and yeah. I can fully focus because I do like I I don't know if you're like this I think with social media now like our attention spans are so so yeah. so so low mm -hmm. especially with like ADD and ADHD yeah. and all of that existing like I can't watch a movie without like looking at my phone Same. or like playing a game on my phone mm -hmm. and like with reading like you're just one you're like using your imagination Mm -hmm. and you're thinking yeah but like you're reading and like you're comprehending and like mm -hmm. just like the use of word because i don't like i didn't read for so long and then um during high school i didn't read at all and then i read throughout my two times at the psych ward and yeah, then yeah. i didn't read for a year whenever i first moved to la and mm -hmm. i started reading again and i was like wow like this is so therapeutic for me yeah for the, also all those stopped. reasons like the, the patient's reason yeah the getting yourself out of your head reason i like to go I feel like now I'm just starting to do so many things to get myself out of my own head. I think it's yeah. great for anxiety. Mm -hmm. And again, not taking yourself so serious because that's one of my like life, I think lessons that I've learned in my first 30 years yeah. has been like, it's not that serious. Like some stuff is really serious, but like yeah. otherwise, like it's just not. I need to get that more like that. Neurotic like, and insane. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm insane sometimes. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I need to decenter myself. So reading is something I've been wanting to do more. Yeah. Maybe I should get more into the fantasy of it all because I think that that really takes you out of your own like world. You know it what I mean? It is really, it's a really like, I love fantasy yeah. for that reason. But um, there's so many different genres and there's so many different subgenres. And mm -hmm. like there's dark academia, which is like kind of like, can fall under fantasy but it can yeah. also fall under something like more so like fiction mm -hmm. and like murder mystery vibes so that might be my my vibe yeah that's i just picked up babel which i think is more fantasy but uh -huh. like a classic is like the secret history 
okay. by Don Tart. And like, okay. I recently read that. That was the first arc- academia book, which is mm-hmm. more like real, like kind of like, I don't know if that's a good, I was about to say how to get away with murder. Just like yeah, yeah, vibes yeah. kind of okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, less commercially yeah yeah, yeah got like, it. i know what you mean yeah it's really good yeah okay. um i might have to ask you for like a list later i have my goodreads account like i was about to pull it up yes. i love goodreads okay I can people so find you on goodreads like can i they yes. go and search you on goodreads yes okay. you can find me at emma books at emma books <laughs> oh i love that that wasn't taken i i was so surprised too yeah. but i and i love i love that username i think it's so funny it's perfect i think it's so funny and, and also you talk it. about books on your youtube channel i've seen like YouTube. you had older like you had older videos that weren't about that but i feel like everyone you've done yeah. recently has been about books yeah, right I'm leaning for youtube like leaning more towards just like book content just and i'm like down posting more and more on like yeah all the other socials about it so okay last thing yes when i remember i try to pretend like every time every episode we end with a note to ourselves but like a lot of the times i just forget and then i never do it but we try to okay so do you have it's a note to yourself literally for you right now like imagine you're a person that's trying to help you out a little bit <laughs> and steer you in the right direction. You can think on it for a second because I have to as well. But it's just one for like the week for just what you're going through day to day. Actually, I have mine right now. Yeah. Mine, <laughs> mine was quick. I could think about it. I need to, and I, I did this one like a couple weeks ago too, just realize that I need to take the small steps to the, th- to the things I want rather yeah. than getting so overwhelmed about the overall picture that I don't even start. And then I feel like, I wake up like months later and I'm like, where did the last couple months go? I could have like just done small things every day. Yeah. And I could have been like, (laughs) that's actually, (laughs) um, yeah, honestly to bounce off of that, like to take, to take a breath Mm -hmm. and to like not think about everything all at once and to like to take the small steps, like one at a time. Yeah. And to, to get my ass up. Yeah. You're allowed to take your time too. Yeah. That's one thing. Cause I think I just want to wake up tomorrow and it's done. And I'm like, okay, we, we could do like a little bit, like I have to fill these forms when I go home. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I don't want to fill out 22 forms right now. It's like, yeah. okay, we'll fill out three. Yeah. And then three the next day. Cause you know, I'll sit here and look at the 22 and not do it for two months. Yeah. Otherwise it'll take like a week and we'll be fine. I know. I'm like, I'm, I have my days where like, I just want to be a, a humongous baby. Like yeah. I am so like, I am <laughs> yeah. so sensitive and I like, I'm working on like not being so like, babyish and like mm-hmm. procra- like his procrastination deeply embedded mm-hmm. on both on both sides of my family just yeah, deeply yeah, yeah. embedded into my soul and mm-hmm. like I need to get over that because I would love to I want to be that I want to be in like 10 years the girl that like is working so hard but like yeah. I need to like do the small things yeah are you perfectionist sometimes it can know. stem from like wanting like per- for yeah. me at my procrastination yes. stems from that where I'm yeah. like I just want it to be perfect and I'm not ready. I want it to do it the right way, but it's like, there's no, like the things that I want to do, like there's not really a wrong way to do it, but like I overthink it. And Mm -hmm. then I'm like, it, it just is like a downward spiral. And And it's all in here. Yeah. It's not like I'm even doing anything. I'm just like sitting there staring at a wall. (laughs) And you're like, and then it exhausts you. And then you're like, I need to go to sleep. Yeah. Please dear God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we've talked about Goodreads. We talked about your TikTok. Can you tell us where to find you on TikTok, Instagram? Yes, you can find me on TikTok at Emma Brooks McAllister. And you can okay. find me on Instagram at Emma Brooks. Awesome. Goodreads at Emma Brooks. Okay, cool. Yeah. At Emma Brooks. It's so close. <laughs> I, <laughs> Whenever you said Emma Brooks, I was like, fuck, did she actually say Emma Brooks? And it was, it is Emma it Books. It is Emma Brooks. Okay, yeah. cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.